Right, good morning, welcome um, yeah, to everyone here at Breakthrough City Church and those that are online and will watch a message later. Um, so um, I'm going to try to get this message done in a half an hour, so um, I believe in the miraculous, so let's see if we can get that right. Um, um, just, you know, as we've seen, the Lord has been just been ministering as well to people and uh, even in our time of worship, just an awareness of His presence this morning, so... Um, God has and he loves people and um, so that's why it takes, we try to take time with people as well. So this morning I want to try to share a word uh, with you and um, this word is, is, is like I said, I'm going to really try to cut the, I'm going to try to keep the fat, I like fat, um, on this meat that I'm cutting this morning. But um, I want to just share something regarding the prophetic, and I shared two weeks ago. So please, this is in line with catching up even from two weeks ago when I spoke about how we become culture reformers, how the church becomes a people that reform society. That's what we're called to do. So it's wonderful, and I say, please, there's a place for it, and we do it um, where we even give food to people, and we, we gave, I don't know how many kilograms of maize out, even in this week. Um, you know, so um, there's things that we feed, but the, the, the church cannot just be the soup kitchen. The church cannot just be giving feeding and feeding and this and that, so we do it, but we cannot just do that without transforming society. You hear what I'm saying? So we call to become uh, reformers in society, governments, business, whatever, uh, uh, education, health, media, don't have the answers. The church needs to be reformers and bring transformation in all these arenas. All right. So we've been speaking about that. And one of the uh, 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 ways really to bring about that transformation is to be uh, uh, people that are prophetic in nature. Now, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20, uh, 2, verse 20 speaks about how the apostolic and the prophetic lay, are the, uh, lay the foundation in that. And we know that Jesus uh, um, is the cornerstone, but the apostolic and the prophetic lay the foundation on which we see the church is being built and has to be built. So pretty much in a normal way, if the building uh, does not have a good foundation, it does not stand. So we need to see the church unusual starting to rise. We need to see the church which brings about a reformation. And uh, we cannot bring about reformation in society unless we are transformed. So it is so important that it's not about I have to motivate you to, uh, to go and survive the week. We need to be transformed. So I spoke two weeks ago about how to realize and to understand that, that Christ in you, the hope of glory... Paul says, I labor. I'm laboring until I see Christ being formed in your life. And so many times we don't like it when we have to change. We like what is known. We like to go through to McDonald's or Burger King or Wendy's or whatever. We like something that we know it is a certain way. Isn't that so? But in the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is evolving the whole time. There's transforming taking place the whole time because the word of God says we're being transformed from glory to glory. So there's this transformation taking place that has to take place in us to transform society. All right. So we cannot change our nation, our city, our town without being transformed in our lives. So the church cannot just be a place where, um, you know, we sang the few songs, we did this, we did the holy 
the holy jive and then we go home. We have to be challenged to bring about transformation. So we see with the prophetic, um, um, we see in the Old Testament there was a certain way that the, the prophets were and they functioned. Now remember, Jesus did not remove uh, the law. Just for some people must realize it. Jesus fulfilled the law. Okay, he didn't remove it. He fulfilled the law. Okay, so he fulfilled the law and we are in a new dispensation the way we live now. So, and I shared previously about how, how that Christ is in us now. That literally there was the pattern of the old uh, temple with the old Ark of the Covenant and the presence of God was resting uh, in the, pre the fullness of the full concentrated manifestation of God on earth was in the Ark of the Covenant. And that... That was a foreshadow of things to come. In the New Testament, we are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. Some of us don't realize that. When we were born again, the Spirit of God came to dwell in us. And He wants to out. He wants to work through us. And that means that you and I need to change. And how does that happen? Romans 12, verse 1 and 2 as well, speaks about this, about we've been transformed. We need to be renewed in our mind. All right, so without being renewed with truth, because we can be conformed to the things of the world, we can be conformed by lies. And lies cause us to transform the world into a model or to a way that is ungodly. If we look at education systems, we look, if we look at government, we look at business, it is absolutely so dark with so many things. So we are the people that need to have and experience a, a lifestyle of revival where the, the life of God manifests through us, not in a religious way, but in a practical way that we experience, that is tangible, that is measurable. So if you pray for the sick, the sick get healed. If you go and you do business, you do it in such a way that God gives you God ideas in the situation to bring about reformation and transformation. So this is what God is doing in the body of Christ right now on planet earth. So, yeah, we have the Old Testament, also the Old Testament prophet, and the New Testament, um, sometimes we mix the two. The understanding of how it, it, the function is. It's almost like, remember in the Old Testament, because I, I see this, I see this, you can look anywhere in the media, or, or Christian media, wherever, you'll see the, the Old Testament type of looking church prophet, and the New Testament type. It's the, the one carries in uh, the thing about doom and gloom and condemnation. This is sometimes I see this still happening. It's the Old Testament thinking of that type of prophet and the New Testament prophet, which is a difference. And we see this old, uh, it's this mix of the, 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 the old and the new. And at the end up, we end up with this Frankenstein type of prophetic thing. And, this, and, and the way it looks is like, on the one side, the prof, this type of prophet or this prophetic voice, remember Ephesians 2.20 speaks about, remember the foundation. So if this voice that is spoken in the church, or where you have this prophetic voice speaking into the church, it, it looks confused because it's almost this thing of, the prophetic voice is like half mean and angry, and the other half is powerful and joyful. It's like confusion. And God is wanting to bring this right and bring about clarity. It's the same as like we need to change our, uh, get our theology and our doxology uh, basically in line. That what we are singing about needs to be in line with what the word of God is. It's, it's because just think about it. Many times even our songs will be about come Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit's already come. <laughs> 
Do you understand our theology? We need to get right with even our words, what we're saying. Because the Holy Spirit's in me. The Holy Spirit's in you. So we need to start changing our language now. It, it maybe worked a number of years ago. Oh, we used to sing it. Come, Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit's been poured out. So we need to get things in line. So we, there's this old type, old type of prophetic, Old Testament type, and then the New Testament type. And it's important how we're building now the foundation. Because it is, it, is, it is the voice that lays foundations in what the church must be and look like. If the foundation is too shallow, the building will crack. Alright, so, um, we, need to, we need to establish things right. Okay, so, the Old Testament prophetic was many times all about repentance and bringing back uh, bringing back you know, uh, or bringing us back to God. Just think about it. The Old Testament was always about repentance and about bringing us back to God. Okay? You with me? That's how it always would, you know, God would deal with Israel, repent, come back to me. God would always work like that. In the New Covenant, what John was speaking about, John would say, he would say, repent for the kingdom of heaven was at hand. What does repent mean? Repent does not just mean you must stop what you're doing. You can only stop with what you're doing wrong is when you change what you believe. So the word actually repentance means in the Greek means change the way you think. If you don't change the way you think, you don't change the way you behave. And if you don't have truth in, you don't have truth out. Okay, so... Um, this is important. So I'm speaking about the prophetic and understanding when, when we have that prophetic voice in our lives, how we receive it. Is it this thing about you must repent, you must do this, as you do more glooming, you know, something bad is going to happen. We must understand how we, we the theology must, must match what is accurately spoken in the word of God. All right, so... Um, when we need to renew our minds, and uh, in a large way, the prophetic has many times pointed out the wrong things. Who's seen that in the prophetic? Many times in the prophetic is about pointing out, you know, this is wrong in your life, this is wrong in your business, this is wrong in that, this is wrong. And it's pointed out the wrong. And um, God wants to, to, to rectify this. He wants to get this thing right uh, uh, in our lives and that. So, um, in the new covenant, remember if... We're in a new covenant with Jesus. Um, it is the job of the Holy Spirit to convict us. The Old Testament prophet would point out what is wrong. The New Testament, what is it? What, what in the prophetic, it is about where the Holy Spirit points out things that are not right. And the Holy Spirit convicts us, doesn't condemn us. Are you still here with me? All right. So... Just remember, if we're only fixing things that are wrong the whole time in the church, then what happens is that um, we only live in a maintenance mode. So many times in church, you'll see there's, it's just a maintenance thing. But the person stays the same. I have a flat tire, pump up the tire. Go further down, flat tire, pump up. There's this maintenance mode type of thing. So, but um, it is not really what God wants to build. Because you know what? Um, there's a creativity that God wants to release in the church. All right. So we're not building and many times we're not advancing the kingdom of God. We actually only are maintaining what is broke. Many times in the church. So when our prophetic is only focused on what is wrong 
and calling out what is wrong and the whole time we want him to fix. So many times the prophetic voice ends up in, in that way. And um, guess what? The world needs answers. Therefore, the, actually the prophetic gift is supposed to bring about creativity, to bring about answers. Not to say what's wrong the whole time. Because anyone, I'm telling you, can many times say this is wrong. Do you know what? Whether it's our government, whether it's ESCOM, whether it's whatever, I'm telling you now, we need the voice of what heaven is saying concerning the situation. Else all we do is put a plaster on. And then we just criticize the whole time. You know these guys. You know these guys. But I'm saying, where's the church? Do you know Daniel was a person that brought about a preservation of a whole nation? Where's the Daniels of today? Where's the Josephs of today? Where is the church becoming the answer to the situation, the crisis situation in wars, in politics? It's the church that brings about transformation. But we need to work with truth, not just to fix, but we need to have creative answers. All right? So, um, guess what? The answer comes from Jesus because Jesus always has the answer. And um, there is presently a prophetic revival that is busy happening on planet earth. Do you know that there's more people prophesying now than have ever prophesied before? I spoke about that two weeks ago. There's more people. In Joel, as well as in the book of Acts, Joel says, and our, uh, he prophesies, he says, and I'll pour my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and daughters will prophesy. They'll dream. Do you know there's more people now because the most people that have ever been alive are living on earth presently now. There's more people, just by the way, on earth right now than that is populated in heaven. Okay, you can do this. It's, it's one of the studies you can do even at university. There's more people living that are alive now on planet earth, just over 7 billion people, than people that have even populated heaven so what does that mean we in a time that god is pouring out his spirit on all flesh there's more people prophesying now than have ever have prophesied that's what i'm saying that means there's answers that we can have in the biggest and worst situations that we are sitting in right now all right so um um it is so important also to know what season you're in. And, and uh, Lebo on that, who preached last uh, Sunday, spoke about knowing the, the God's time, knowing the perfect time of what God is doing, what he's, he's saying. You see, if you don't know what season you're also in, you do not know the day of visitation. So many times as a church, I don't know if you've seen this, is that I've seen many places, church will be in a certain, you do a certain program, you do it in a certain way, and you do it year by year. Who says you must do it like that? But do you know the day of your visitation? Do you know what God is doing now? And that is so important to have the prophetic voice. The sons of Issachar in the Old Testament knew the times and the seasons of God. And we need to move with what God is doing on planet earth. Simple as that. All right. So remember the day of visitation is important to know because do you know that the Pharisees had prayed about the day of visitation. They were so desperate for the day of visitation that the Messiah would come. But do you know they missed it when he came. 
They could not recognize the day of visitation when God stepped in the situation. So it's important to know what season you're in and what to do with that. All right? So this is what Joel prophesied, remember, about I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. All right? So that's so important because God always had a dream. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy, but also they, you will dream. Do you know a lot of the people in the church have lost the ability to dream? But you know that God prophetically wants to give us supernatural ideas and thoughts. He wants us to hear his voice. Do you know that God speaks more uh, than that we realize? He's speaking to us every day, all the time. Because God speaks in different ways. He speaks through the word. He speaks through creation. He speaks through other godly men and women. He speaks through signs and wonders. He speaks in so many different ways. But are we, are we actually so tuned in to what he's busy doing right now? All right. So a lot of what the church has been uh, doing is basically many times he's been pastoring people out of their old dysfunction. Rather than pastoring the new creation to its destiny. Did you hear what I said? Many times we try to get the people in the church out of dysfunction. But instead of taking them into who God, the new, if you're born again, you're new creation. Hey, Charles, you're this. You're no longer a mess. You're no longer involved with drugs and this. You're no longer involved with alcohol. You're not involved with... Charles, you are this. You're a son of God. You're manly. You reign over this. You rule over this. Wow. That's my new creation. And that's part of my testimony as well, I just shared now. So guys, I want to say to you, we need to pastor the church in who they are. Not what you felt. Because that's a dysfunction. And that's why when the God pours out His Spirit on all flesh, you'll be able to start dreaming again. I tell you, young people aren't dreaming anymore because they've lost hope. And that's why we try to get people out of their dysfunction instead of walking the, who the new creation. Who am I? This is who God says I am. I don't always feel it when I get up. In the morning. But this is who I am. This, I'm a new creation. Alright. So you cannot get out of your dysfunction. Without knowing your destiny. That's so important with the prophetic. That we start speaking destiny into people's lives. Start speaking destiny. You know. You know this is another Zimbabwe. South Africa. Just don't even nod your heads. Because I know all guilty of that. <laughs> Guys. God has such an amazing plan for this nation. Do you know how many prophecies have gone out that it says from the tip of Africa, South Africa, will the revival spread to the nations of the earth? Well, what news have you been listening to? But do you know how we can create, start creating? Because, um, uh, I'm, Lord help me with this message. I need to get to stuff and I can't get there already. I, I need to say things, but I can't say it yet. Okay, just hang on, be patient with me. Alright, so the Bible says, without vision, my people, cast off restraint, or without knowledge, my people, perish. Alright, so your dysfunctions are the void of vision. Okay, so um, do you know that when it went bad with Israel, it was because they had lost their vision. That's when it always went bad with them. So you're not going forwards, you're stuck in your dysfunction. 
So the prophetic is so important to bring in you into your purpose and your destiny. Okay, the hopeful future God has for you, and um, and uh, this word what Job prophesied in the last days, I'll pour out my flesh and all my spirit and all flesh, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy, and there will be dreams. All right, so um, uh, you know what. We need to encourage one another, even through this, when God is speaking prophetically. Okay, God wants to empower you to start thinking like Him. God is not sitting there with a, with with a depression or a, a hangover or of of um, uh, what you call it um, without any ideas. God is hope. He's sitting with the answers and He's wanting to reveal it to us, the church. I don't know if you realize this: the kingdom of God. God is not sovereignly going to step down on earth and boom, here's my kingdom. He chose it and it says in the word to establish his kingdom on earth through who? The church. So that means you and I are responsible for it. Many of us are praying for revival instead of realizing we become the revival. We bring about the culture of revival because we start to hear what God is saying. We start to believe what God is saying despite what we experience sometimes. All right. So if you... Um, God wants you to live the impossible life. Okay? You know what that... Uh, <laughs> Christianity shouldn't be hard. It should be impossible. Christianity shouldn't be hard. It should be impossible. That's why we need Him. Because the life He's called us to walk is impossible in the natural. Jesus says, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils, heal the leper. It's impossible. You know, bring, you know, quiet the storms. It's the church, it's you and me. They need to bring about that change, all right? So, the Christian life is not an ethical system or principles. What is it? It is about abiding in Christ and Christ abiding in you. That's what this Christian life is about. It is the hope of glory. That is the mystery that Paul spoke about. Christ in you, the hope of glory. It was a mystery. That God will live in you and me. That's why it's so important that you now become aware of His presence. Because if you're not even aware of His presence, you're going to be aware of what? Circumstances. All right. Um, There, there has been the season, just listen to me clear, carefully, there's been the season in the church that I hear, especially in the times we're living in, because a lot of people experience extreme things now in the church, and in the body, as well as in the world. But many have been in the season where the church has got stuck, or kept its eyes focused more on what? The blessed hope, the return of Christ. Listen to me. I hear Many people are speaking now and teaching on eschatology because they don't know the purpose of what God wants to do on earth because they think everything is going to go south. Everything is going to go down. So many people are looking for and teaching on the blessed hope and the return of Christ. Then what? Listen to me. Then the hope of glory, Christ in you. Right? This, what, the, what this has actually done, it's, it's created this distance uh, in our relationship with, with Christ. We are, we are trying to wait for Jesus to come back. And, and we're not abiding in, in Him anymore. And bringing about change. Yeah, we're waiting for Jesus to come. And yet Jesus says, whoa, 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 wait a minute. 
I have an assignment for you as a church on this earth. This place has to start to look like there. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Guys, I'm telling you, sometimes the, the, the gospel we've got is this thing of Jesus must come and you must be taken. I, and I can tell you, I've spoken about this before, um, where this came in and where it was started. It came in the 19th century. Jesus is going to come and he's going to rapture and take you away and whatever, and then you're gone. Jesus is coming a second time, but we have an assignment on this earth to fulfill. He's not coming in secret to remove the Christians. Come on. And the rest to go to hell. We have an assignment. If the most people that have ever lived are living on earth now, do you realize what is awaiting now? We have to bring about transformation on this planet earth. That is the will of God. That's what Jesus said. I want to teach you this prayer. This is my will. I want this place to start looking like that place. So we've seen more healings taking place. We've seen more miracles taking place. We've seen more signs and wonders taking place. It's happening more. There's an increase of his government on planet earth. So God's prophetic grace in the last days is to manifest God's ideas in every sphere of society. That's what Daniel did. That's what Joseph did. They came up with godly ideas. All right, so we're moving in the prophetic from, you know, um, we're not going to just be protesting with signs, and there's sometimes a, t- a time for that, but we're actually moving to become not protesters, but reformers. Okay, so protesters stand outside with signs declaring what, what's wrong. But we are, we are, at this season, we are not doing that, but we are prof- uh, uh, reformers. Because, you see, a reformer gets inside the system and finds out what is good and what is working, but also what is better. Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm saying it's easy to knock the government, to knock whatever things in that, but we are there to reform. We're supposed to bring about change. This is working, but this is not working. Let's bring about transformation here. That is what a reformer does. Okay? So reformers take us from what is good to what is better. And you know what? There's grace that God is releasing on planet earth to bring about this cultural reformation. Okay? So, um, God wants to give us insight to problems, prophetic insight, how to resolve these things and that. So, it's, it's not just a time to say, uh, to send revival, but, you know, Lord, send revival. It's, it's God, I'm bringing about revival where I'm going. This is the time we are in, all right? It's where I go, I bring about transformation. And it's not about waiting on heaven as much as heaven is waiting on you and me to bring about change. Okay, so the earth, listen to me. The scripture says this, it says, The earth is groaning and travailing. Listen to me carefully. The earth is groaning and travailing, not for the return of Christ. But for the sons and daughters of God to figure out who they are and to shine. Do you hear what I'm saying? The Bible says all creation is longing and and groaning for what the sons of God to be revealed. Why? Because we bring about change. The earth is not longing for Jesus must come back. the, The earth is even groaning for the sons of God to be revealed. And we want to exit this place. Come on, guys. 
We're here for the long run. If we're here for the next few hundred years, that's fine. If Jesus comes tomorrow, 100% fine. But let's plan for the next few hundred years. Because when you have planning for the next 100, 200, 300 years, you start to see something that is of God from heaven to start seeing it. Not, okay, rescue mission, Jesus, here you come. Ish, as we say in South Africa. Okay, so I'm going to start landing. Just give me four minutes or so. We'll try crash land here. Um, all right, so there's this prophetic reformation available to us now. All right, so this is available to us now. Ephesians chapter 4, um, the, the church of Ephesus, you can look from verse 10. Jesus ascends on high and he gives gifts. He gives these five gifts, the apostolic, the prophetic, the, pastor, the shepherd, the evangelist, and the, um, what did I say? Huh? Teacher, sorry. Here we go. So it says here, when Jesus ascended, he gave gifts to man, apostles, prophets, teachers, uh, the shepherds, the evangelists, for what? The equipping of the saints to do what? The work of ministry, to come into the knowledge of God, to, uh, to come into the unity of faith, um, until we all come into the stature on, of the measure of Christ. Okay, so this is the mandate given to the New Testament church. Right? So, um, so what happens is that Jesus, when he says Jesus ascended and he gave gifts, just think about this. Why did Jesus give the gift of prophets if prophets already existed? Yeah? If the Old Testament prophet already existed, why did he give one of the gifts of the prophet? Why did he give the prophets the gift of prophets? I'm glad you asked me. You see, because the type of prophet he was creating was different than the type of prophet they had. Because this prophet is an entirely new creation. It is the new covenant. It is the culture of empowering. It is the culture of equipping. It is the culture where everyone is connecting with the thoughts of what God is thinking about. God, man, that's why God made us co-laborers, man. He could have done this by himself. And if you realize, that's why I put Adam and Eve in the garden. He said, rule, reign, have dominion, multiply. Because it was given to man to rule and reign. So why would he remove man? If we had assignment. We need to finish the assignment. Then Jesus is coming. Alright, so it is important to understand this prophetic. Now, the apostolic is that we know what the will of God is concerning the mission, the mission that the Father sends us on. Okay, So the apostolic goes about the mission. Apostolos, sent. It is important, the apostolic, no, it goes about the mission or the assignment we have. Ephesians 2.20, okay? The church is built on the foundation of apostles and prophets. So we need an apostolic mission for the prophetic vision. So when you don't have a mission, 
because that's apostolic. And you don't have the prophetic, which is vision. You don't have an effect on earth. So in other words, what we are supposed to do with all the information we are receiving, we're receiving from heaven. So it is the purpose that pulls you forward and that destiny is what displaces your dysfunction. So God is really just wanting to get us accurate to understand what is the prophetic about, what is the apostolic about. Um, we need to get this right so that we can bring this place, planet Earth, to see it more reflecting what heaven is, is busy doing right now. That's the will of God. Let your kingdom come on Earth as it is in heaven. We cannot just feed people into a church building on Sunday and we behave like hooligans when we leave and we reflect the world's spotlight instead of the life and the glory of Jesus Christ. We are a people of transformation. So God wants us to walk accurately. We need to understand this. We, God wants us to hear his thoughts. He wants us to give us downloads of that we become the solution in the workplace that you're at. That, hey, I have the idea. Does this mean anything to you? We have so many testimony, uh, testimonies I've heard on this. That's why sometimes it's, you know, it's foolishness to the world. And sometimes you come with certain ideas, but it's the answers. Why is it that a few hundred years ago, it was the well-known Christians that brought about the new inventions? The revolutions. Have a look. Of, of all the new technology and stuff, it was Christians that initially came with the new ideas. I want to say God wants to give you an answer to your problem or your situation, your family, your work, your business, wherever. And that's why we need to walk accurately and have a, um, a prophetic voice in our lives and to understand that God wants us. It's not about the doom and gloom. We have a solution. All right. All right. So I had to crash land there. So let's just stand. I want to pray for you. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Hallelujah. So, Father, I want to just pray for everyone here. Um, firstly, we'll grasp in those few words that I shared or the time, but also, Lord, that um, that will be people of of will be people that bring about reformation and transformation that will change uh, culture, and Father, that we we'll, uh, will be people that that so hear your new creative ideas that we have creative solutions for every difficulty for every problem lord that we'll be problem solvers in every situation lord and i pray that we'll be accurate in our walk uh, with you father in jesus name let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven in the name of jesus christ amen amen